just bless you. And we exalt and lift you up today in the name of Jesus. We love you, Father, and we just bless you. And we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're talking about a a vessel broken, but a vessel filled. Amen. Empty and broken vessels will be fixed and filled. See, God is in the business of fixing and filling. Amen. And he's told all of us, go ye. Go ye and preach. Go ye and tell. Go ye and impart to others what's on the inside of you. But I think what God wants us to know is he has so many broken vessels. He has so many people who are wounded. Now, this is the thing. God wants a a wounded vessel, a broken vessel. That's what he wants. Because a broken vessel is ready to be repaired. A broken vessel has gotten rid of the dross, carnality. Because most people, you find out, that want to go, I'm going out past tracks, I'm going out to do this, I'm going, see, they got their own plans, and that's not a broken vessel. That's a vessel already filled. But you can be filled with the wrong kind of thing. Amen. God is saying, I want to use broken vessels. This is why we look and we see on the 700 Club different places where these people have these amazing testimony. It comes out of brokenness. It comes out of a broken vessel. They were either on drugs or, you know, you don't have to be on drugs to be a great preacher, but God uses all those things. You know, a, a vessel broken. Amen. You know, because God doesn't want you to impart you. He wants, you know, in all your knowledge. And this is what happened if, if God didn't send us. Those who are not sent, they impart of themselves. But God is saying, I want the poor, the hungry, the, you know, all of these people to cast down. So he can build them up and make us what we need to be. So we can't pour out of ourselves. This is a thing if we're not filled with God's what? God's wealth. But the fullness of God, fullness of God means you've been filled. But you've got to get cleansed to get filled. So a broken vessel can be repaired and God can fill us with his wealth and you share the wealth. Amen. Amen. Now this story in Second Kings, and it's about the widow woman who was in Second Kings 4. Amen. And she was filled with the fullness of God, but she had nothing. And this is what God is looking for. God sent a prophet to her because he thought so much of her that he sent her her own deliverer. (laughs) Her own deliverer. Amen. Filled with the fullness of God. Filled with the anointing, the blessing, the power. Now we serve a God of supply. Great supply. The God of all sufficiency. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the God of all sufficiency. And he can pour in. But he doesn't pour into people who are already filled with whatever. He pours into those who are broken. Amen. Those who are ready. You know, when Esther prepared, um, (coughs) prepared for herself to be filled with uh, the, the, the things that God wanted her to anoint her with. She purged herself. She was purged. She was ready in her heart, 
And in her mind, she was ready to receive what God had for her. So a broken vessel is just a vessel that's gone before God and cried out when all else have failed them. Amen. No hidden agenda. God wants those who are ready to receive of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Those who are ready to be filled with the right stuff. Amen. Purged of the wrong stuff. Hallelujah. So God is our source and supply. And he fills us up with whatever he has. That's what we want. More of him. Amen. The prophet Elijah in 2 Kings 4. And the widow. And the Bible calls her a certain woman. (laughs) And that word certain means full of confidence in God. Full of hope. In other words, she said... My the, the creditors are coming to take my children, she had two sons, for payment for debts that she and her husband had incurred, and he was dead. And so her sons was going to be the payoff. So she cried out because she was broken. A broken vessel that needed more of God. The God of great supply, she cried out. Amen. And God looked at her and he heeded to her cry. And, and, you know, you can just put yourself there that she was so broken and so marred and so um, touched that there was someone that she could cry out to that could help her. So, in other words, she had faith in God, the God of great supply. She has such great faith in him. That she expected him to come and help her. She didn't cry out for nobody else. You know, any of these statues. She didn't call welfare. You know. And there was a famine. This was during a famine. So she cried out to the God of great supply. She went into her, um, what is it, prayer prayer room. And she cried out to him. Amen. So in other words, this is what she did. She was shut in. I think I preached about this before when she closed the door. She shut herself in with God. And that's what that means when you're shut in. You close the door to, to your, in other words, she shut out all outside interferences. And she didn't answer the phone. Of course, we know there were no phones, but she didn't let her two sons come in there. She shut them out, and she shut in, and she worshiped God, and she talked to him from her heart. See, when we have problems, sometimes we have so much pride that we get embarrassed in front of God. But he, he's looking for broken vessels who are not ashamed of where they are. Amen. That they are willing to cry out for what they need. And shut the door. And when you shut the door. That means nobody comes in there but you. Because you don't want no company. You're not trying to pretend for an audience. It's just you and God. And you want more of him. You want him to do a miracle. And this is where miracles are born. Miracles are born in the, in the prayer room. In the, prayer, in the privacy of 
the the secret place where you and God are. And so he is looking for broken vessels. Nothing wrong with being broken because when you are, God always shows up. Amen. So she shut in with the Lord. Shut in is just simply intimacy with God. Hallelujah. And this is what's going to get you over into the next move of God is intimacy with him. Amen. In other words, she had a relationship with God where she trusted him so much that he sent a prophet to her. Amen. So God wants our intimacy. And God is, is interested in quality of of the time not just well i was with god today and i I prayed for two hours god ain't looking for that he's looking for quality not quantity not quantity of time not putting in your two hours but god is looking for us to truly reach his heart see you reach your his heart with quality time not quantity not being in your prayer closet all day because it's like you got other stuff to do grandmotherhood calls <laughs> duty calls <laughs> it's like pastor barb always tell me she said yeah them girls got you on a short leash i said yes they do and they already have it planned everything they want me to do one night night mind you like round almost midnight well we need you to drive us to the store <laughs> i said what y'all think i am <laughs> the getaway car so you know me, I got up and I did it. Because this is what they want. And I, I said, well, I guess if you all were old enough to drive, y'all just leave me. And they looked at each other and started laughing. <laughs> got it. <laughs> See, I know the end of this story. <laughs> yeah, it's like you ain't, you know, just wait, old lady. <laughs> but I got up and I did my, my thing. But see, it doesn't take a long time to reach God's heart. All he's looking for is sincerity. Amen. Looking at, a, you know, a heart that is just being honest and truthful. You know, and see, I believe this is why we walk around in so much anger and hurt because we don't know how to just go to God and just give everything to Him. All hurts, bitterness, uh, disappointments. You got to lay them at the foot of the Lord. Amen. Even when people are being unfair to you, you got to give that to God. You can't walk, walk around with that on your shoulders. You can't do that. Because let me tell you what happens to anger. It gets festered. It gets worse. And then you know what? See, the devil likes to keep that stuff raging on the end. Because see, it's like, here comes some sickness. Here comes some. I'm not saying that's the only way you get sick. That is one of the ways. I want to shut all the doors. Amen. As many as I can. Amen. So God is looking for a heart. A heart that's broken. That needs mending. Somebody that knows that there's nothing they can do without the lord amen not doing things in your own strength but saying god i need you putting in the hours doesn't get it it's the quality of time spent so we need a relationship with the lord to hear his instructions and that's the first thing you you can't hear his instructions without being in intimacy with him you got to hear his instructions. So intimacy opens your ears. Amen. So you can hear. That's what relationship does. Amen. So this certain woman 
reached her point of desperation. Desperation can get you somewhere. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. She had no shame, no pride. She was broken, a broken vessel. And she shut herself in. She went in and shut the door and gained strength and direction from him. Anybody in here need strength and direction? I know I do. Amen. She shut the door behind her. And she allowed him to speak to her. And he moved her so much so that he sent the prophet to her house. Amen. You know, God will find you. If he want to get a word to you, he'll have a, a prophet find you. Amen. Hallelujah. She leaned not to her own understanding. But was obedient to the instructions of the man of God because God sent him. Amen. So why don't we go to Second Kings 4 and read. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband is dead. You see how she was reminding him? My husband was your boy. Amen. <laughs> Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, and listen to this, what shall I do for you? Well, most of the time when God asks us that, we say, uh, mm, let me think. You know, what we've been crying about, our minds go blank and we say, I don't know. <laughs> In the good God knows what we need. (laughs) Hallelujah. What can I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? Mm. What do you have in the house? In other words, what's in your hand, sister? And she said this. She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Amen. And God says, accept what you have. Amen. What you have is good enough. It's probably olive oil because, you know, people used olive oil in cooking in those days. And that's all she had. And he was saying, well, give what you got. Whatever you have, give that. Amen. Amen. Because whatever. See, this is what the Lord is telling me right now. Whatever you have. It's good enough for God. No matter, amen, how small you may think of it. To God, it's good enough. Amen. Don't ever think that what you have ain't good enough to offer. Because what you have is good enough. Amen. You know, that's why I tell people all the time during the offering, I said, give of yourself. Give some time, but give something. You know what I'm saying? My goodness, go and help clean, help paint, do something. But you know what? You will never get people to do that. They ain't doing it. Because they're too good. That's for other people to do. It's never, never good enough. And see, that's what God is looking for. He's looking for something unusual. Amen. Do something you never did before. Hallelujah. Verse 3, it says, Then he said, Go. Amen. Borrow vessels 
from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels do not gather just a few. Now, this is, this is what the Lord was showing me. This is twofold. It's a spiritual meaning to this scripture, and it's a, a natural meaning. In the natural, she didn't have anything. She was poor. Her kids were going to be used as payment. And then he's going to put them, work them to death and make them slaves. And so the, um, God was blessing her financially because he's the God of great supply. And so he said, go sell that oil. Go borrow, go borrow, not, not yet, she did eventually. But he says, go borrow some vessels. So you have something to put that oil in when it starts flowing. But in the spirit realm, there was something else going on. And see, it was like this. Go borrow some vessels. In the spirit realm, he was, he was really saying, go pour out of yourself. And borrow some vessels, your neighbors. Go minister to them and pour out of yourself. So it was a twofold thing going on here. He was he was showing her how to get great wealth by obedience. And then he was showing her how to impart to others what she received for him in the secret place. Amen. So it was a spiritual thing going on and it was a natural thing. See, whenever God give us something... It ain't never just for us. That's how you get the spiritual meaning of God blessing you. See, most people think, well, God blessed me because I did something right. Not all the time. He blessed you to bless other people. Amen. And if you don't keep it flowing, so he, he knew she had nothing in the natural but that little bit of oil. But what she had received in the secret place was so much more rich, you know. And he said, go and, you know, you know what that word, go ye, that means go and do what's, what's right. You know, go and do, uh, use wisdom in what you're doing. Go and, I looked that up. Go and do what, what is a nat, the natural thing to do, but function properly. That's what it means, I think, because I wrote it down. But where that, but go ye, I don't see it, but it means go and function properly. Whenever you see go ye, God is saying go and function properly. And what does that mean? Give of you. Function properly. You know, you, use up that wealth. That's all she had. Spiritually, that's all she had. All she had is what God had given to her in the upper room. That's all she had. But in the, nat- in the natural, he had given her the understanding that that oil, he's going to touch that oil and, and increase it, increase the oil. But see, so there was two things going on here. And she had to function properly with what God had given her. Amen. Let's see. So let's see. Did I read three? Yeah. See, she, he said, go borrow vessels. So go and bend the ear. Go and share what, what I've done for you, that wisdom. Because so, what had he given her? He had given her his, his wisdom and the fullness. She received him, the fullness of him. 
the greatness, the richness, the wealth of God was on the inside of her. And he was saying, go and use that on your neighbors. And he's saying, don't go to just one. Go to many. You know, don't say, well, I minister to my one today. <laughs> you, you know how we do. And we just talk about it and talk about how I, I witness to that person. Well, go witness to another one. This is what he, in other words, go and function properly. And this is what he was telling her. This is why God wants an empty vessel that needs more of him. He don't want people that already know where, know where they're going and know what they're doing because we know we don't. But in other words, full of self. He wants people who are empty so that he can fill them up with what he has. When you're full of self, the oil ceases. And this is what the Lord is saying. When you are full of self, the oil ceases. There's no oil to flow. Are y'all here? Amen. Her heart was yielded towards God. See, he wants yielded vessels. There was something going on here that was prophetic and profound. And the prophetic thing was that she obeyed what the man of God said. You know why? She had an ear to hear. Why she have that ear to hear? Because she had been in a secret place. See, when you've been in a secret place, you know something prophetic. When it hits your ears, because it not only hits your ears, it hits in here. like. And you don't you think about it all week because you can't get it out of your mind. Because God is speaking to you. He is speaking to you. And so he put a little bug in her ear. She put a bug in his ear. He put a bug in her ear. And he said, now go and empty yourself to your neighbors amen not only did she in the natural collect vessels from them because she probably had a lot of mason jars or clay pots whatever they used back there that was the natural thing that he did for her but supernaturally he had put great wealth on the inside of her that she could share with others are y'all here today amen And so this is what God wants us to do. Whenever you go to the secret place with God, he pours in the oil. Amen. Pouring in and pouring out. God was ready to fulfill a need on the inside of the broken vessel. Yielded, you know, but a yielded vessel. A broken vessel, but a yielded vessel. So that he could perform a great work. And this is what he does. Amen. Every time you get something from God, trust me, you, it's not that you did something right. That means that you touched him in some way. Amen. But see, we get it wrong. We, I must have did something right. He, he heard, you, you went to him and he, in the right frame and attitude. And you touched him. Amen. And this is all it takes. See, God don't just do for important people. He does, he, he's no respecter person. He does for all of us. Every one of us. And he'll do for one that he does, all it takes is a humble heart. You go to God, you ask him what you want, you touch him. See, some people want this microwave and they don't spend enough time with God for them to even receive anything spiritually from him. He don't just want to give you stuff. God wants to give you more of him. Amen. More of him. And so he wanted to fulfill her need, but he also wanted to fulfill the needs of others through her. And that's why the Bible says, given it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And it says men will, will 
given to your bosom. And that's because when God fulfills a need in one, he's fulfilling it so they can fulfill somebody else's or give it to somebody else's bosom. And see, this is why God gives us. He don't give us so we can lay back and say, huh, look at me. I got more than everybody. That's not, but I'm telling you one thing. You'll have more than everybody if you give. If you give more, that's how you get so much. Givers get. Stingy people don't. It's just that way. That's how you get a lot from God. And so it's giving of yourself. You don't have anything to give. Open up your mouth and tell somebody that Jesus loved them. Amen. You know, he loves you. Shut the door. Shut everybody out. All outside influences. That's what, to me, shut the door signifies. God was supplying physically and spiritually. I said that to this woman. Why? Because she, the, the time that she spent with God was beneficial. It wasn't superficial. It was beneficial. Because she touched him in some kind of way. Amen. So the provision was in proportion with the woman's faith. As always, the provision was in proportion with her faith. In other words, if she'd have kept pouring, if she'd have went and told her sons, go get me some more vessels, and kept pouring, she would have poured that oil, would have kept flowing. Because the provision is always in proportion with your faith. She could have poured and poured and poured. And I'm going to tell you something else. When that oil got low, because he told her, go, go pay your bills. And then sell that oil and live off of that for the rest of your days. And whenever she got up and said, I'm going to pour some more, it would have flowed. It would have flowed. See, it would have flowed as much as what was in here. That great wealth that God put on the inside of her. As long as she wanted to pour out, it would have kept flowing. Because what she received from God was so profound and so rich, amen, on the inside of her, she could have poured any time she wanted to. That time next year. She didn't have to check in and ask God's permission. Another prophet didn't have to come to her house. The wealth was in there, you know. And see, she didn't hide from God anymore. She was... That she, he was part of her her daily routine. He was a part of her routine. And so she could go and pour that oil whenever she got it was in proportion with her faith. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so God will feed you. Even during the famine. Amen. Even during spiritual drought. In other words, don't be afraid to go look for a job because jobs are tight. It ain't tight for you. Amen. <laughs> It's not tight for us, not for God's people. God is waiting on you to make an appearance so that he can do something prophetic in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not just some time. You know, and I'm talking to those that are waiting on God to do something for them. You know, a job. You know, you're supposed to have the necessities. If you don't have the necessities, make an appearance. Amen. And go to him with your heart. And let him set you up because he will. He'll, yeah, he'll even send a prophet. He'll send a word to you. God will always supply us with physical and spiritual resources. See, it's never just one-sided. It's always twofold. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So judge him faithful. Sometimes he's just waiting on us to judge him faithful. You know, that worked for, it worked for, uh, for Job because Job was sick. He had boils. He was frustrated. The devil sent his so-called friends, the religious, after him to agitate him. And until he said, you know what, God, I'm, I'm done with these people. I'm done with these haters, with these agitators. Amen. That's trying to turn me against you and make me think that you don't love me and you've forgotten about me. Even my wife. And he says, I'm going to stretch myself even in times of sickness and in times of pain. He says, I'm coming after you. See, he sought after God in his bad times of sickness. And when he sought after God, God came. Amen. God came. Hallelujah. He was a broken vessel. Amen. And so this is what God, in other words, this is the thing. God wants you to know, even if times are hard, he's still coming. Amen. He's still going, he's not going to turn you away. Even when times get hard, he's still with you. So judge him faithful. Judge him loving. Amen. Judge him caring. Judge him capable of performing. Sometimes things look so great, we think God can't do it. But he can and he will. And you know why he will? Because he has to. He has to do these things. Who else is going to do it if he don't? God has to show up. And you look at it like that. Amen. Not that you better do it. It's just ain't nobody else to do it but you, God. So he has to show up. Amen. Let's keep reading. Let's go to verse 5. It says, I'm in Second Kings 4, verse 5. Let's see. Am I in four? Okay. In four it says, and when you have come in, you shall shut the door. We talked about that. Behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels. Pour in and set aside the full ones. Set aside those that's been filled. Set them aside. They don't need you no more. Let them go. They belong to God. You know how we want to pet people that we led to the Lord because we feel responsible for I used to do that. I call them. How you doing? How you doing? What you doing? You know, since you know the Lord, what you doing? Because see, they used to go party and stuff. They don't do that no more. You just want to know, are they keeping to it? (laughs) What you doing? Amen. I used to do that because, you know, I was so hyped up and, and happy you know that a, a, a you know a soul I saved them from hell. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Look at all the spiritual muscle I got. Amen. But set them aside. They're filled. Amen. Keep moving. There's a lot of empty ones out there. Have nothing. Don't know them. The ones with all them piercings. Go. How about messing with them? Let Miss Donna take care of them. <laughs> Amen. Keep them moving. Keep them moving. <laughs> Keep them moving. <laughs> Amen. Where was I at? Four. And so it says, okay. And then five, it says, so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. And now it came to pass when the vessels were full 
that she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. See, she got some boldness on her. She said, this is pretty good. I bet you I need some more because those few just probably got me out of hock. <laughs> How about let's go for the caddy. Let's go for the house. Let's go for the mink. Go bring me another vessel. <laughs> Amen. In the natural, you like what God is doing with you. You want to see another soul say. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray black little trophies. I used to look at it like that. Like, you know, and, and I used to tell my husband, you say, well, you know, we going somewhere. He said, don't, don't be bringing that stuff up because they don't understand. I said, okay. And so the time I would get somebody by themselves, the wife. I said, you know, Jesus loves you. And she'd look at me, big old tears. I knew you had something to see. This stuff is on a, on a, a calendar. You can't be fooling around letting somebody tell you don't say nothing. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing. Every single time I said something, that would make me want to say something because he told me don't. They don't understand. Listen, look how slick the devil is. They don't understand. I said, okay, I won't go argue with him. I, was, I learned. I'm not going to say a word. And then she get born again. And every, you know what, everyone that I led to the Lord is still born again this day. Thank God. Hounded their husbands to go to church. Amen. Don't, don't tell me don't say nothing. And I'm going to say something. But I won't go say nothing in front of him. Hallelujah. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and poured, poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. You know what? She cleaned up the whole town. She went through all the friends, all the neighbors. Amen. I know the feeling. Kill every roach you see. That's what my father told me. Verse 7, it says, Then she said and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons live on the rest. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit has great value. Can't put a price on it, but he has great value. Amen. But you got to use the God kind of faith. So God taught her so well in this one exercise. This, it was just a woman who needed money. And she got so much more in return. Amen. It was a continual flow that God poured into her and he'll pour into you the same thing. Why was it a continual flow? Because it was God's wealth. In that, in that secret place, he poured in his wealth into her. And his wealth is, is, in other words, it's the fullness of God. He poured in himself. You know, and it's continual. Never dry up. That's a well that won't run dry. Because see, if she can find neighbors that need money, she can always go and go back and say, let me get another pot. Let me pour See if this still works. Yeah, it still works because I still got wealth. Because, see, the wealth is still in her because you know it because of the mere fact she want to help somebody. 
that comes from him that's the wealth that god places on the inside of me and you wanting to help somebody that means that oil is still fresh it's still flowing amen it's still fresh and it's still new hallelujah so what else is this wealth for to hear god's instructions that's why it's important to go to the secret place to be a witness to share christ's love to pour out of your heart so use what you have what's in your house what is in your house (laughs) so she poured out what was within her and then she went back to him for further instructions see if if, let me see i think that's in verse seven it says and then she came and told the man of god and he said go ye and sell see she went back to him for further instruction see she didn't get the wealth in other words she didn't get the anointing and then want to do what she want to do with it see she stayed under his authority she knew she had something rich but she didn't take it and try to flaunt it and get on a pedestal and make a name and try to get on preachers of la and all that she didn't do that she didn't have to she stayed under his authority you know she wasn't trying to make a name because if she hadn't stayed under his authority she never would have known to go sell that oil see we got wisdom but god tells us things in part that's what the bible says in part because i believe in knowing us and knowing me we'll try to fake the rest well i think i'll do this well i think i go sell it pay off your debts see that was another instruction first instruction was to you know go a year and pour out and then that second thing he said go sell it let's see okay thanks the second instruction is when she came and told a man of god and then he said go sell the oil amen then i thought it was a third instruction then live on the rest of it see she didn't know she wouldn't have known to do that because she might have would have given it all away because when god blesses us sometimes we think well let me give it you know how the devil get in there because see he don't want you to feel uh what's that you know he don't want you to feel like you deserve anything or like he told oral it's a sin to be rich and that that's why his school went bankrupt because see that stuff was in here he never got that dealt with they did go bankrupt because of wrong listening to wrong voices and see that stuff can get on the inside of here and you never get that dealt with amen and not only did it was it on him and on his ministry it was on the son's life too and he had that 40 million dollar debt and he got rid of half of it but he couldn't seem to clear that debt up they had to get outside people but the trade-off was get his name off everything amen because see that's that stuff goes deep you know hereditary amen and and if that farmer see that was that seed planted in there but that seed didn't go deep enough it worked you know how it was it worked 
He got his instructions about the school, build me an army, build me a ministry. And then sometimes he would step out from under that thing because it was so hard to fight everything that was going on around him looking at that big bill. But you listen to Joyce Meyer talk and she'll say, you don't want my, you don't want my problems. But do you think one time she worried about that million something she have to have every week? Because you know what? By faith. She's judged God faithful. She know if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be here. And she has judged him faithful. And it's like this. He'll pay for it if he wants me to be on. And if he don't bring the money in, then it's time for me to get off. See, if you have an attitude like that, then you stay afloat. Amen. But see, when you fear, you in fear. And you're looking at all these children, these kids that need to come into your school because they need to learn about God. And they don't have the financial resources to come in. And you take on everybody's problem. Then you got a problem. Amen. Just judge them faithful. If, and you say, hey, if they're supposed to be here, God will make it possible. Amen. Hallelujah. But it wasn't a, you know, if you go on the Internet, you'll see where people say it was a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. He did what God, he followed instructions. You know, that that place will be there when we're long gone. It wasn't a mistake. Amen. It's just his problem was in faith with with money, finances. That poverty mentality. Because when it get a hold of you, it don't want to let you go. It'll jump on your kids, your grandkids. Always that thing where you think God ain't going to come through for you. And it's not a good thing, but I'm telling you, God can get that off of you. But it, it takes some time in the, in the spirit realm and then trusting God to do it, even when it looks impossible. Trusting God to do it and not picking up that labor, you know, not picking that back up. You can pick it back up, but not picking that up. But just living one day at a time, knowing that God judging him faithful, knowing he'll come through for you. And then, then, hey, if it's time, it's time. Amen. Her sons were about to be sold to the creditors. But, yeah, I see it. That thing, go ye, means go and function properly in the natural. Pay your debts. Amen. And live off the rest. In other words, live off the rest means invest invested for a bright future in the natural or go bank it go invest in the kingdom of god hallelujah and give and it shall be given back to you good measure supply the need for others go and do that share share the blessing share the wealth not show off everything god has done for you don't forget the lord when you get blessed don't get crafty with God's blessing, some of us are wounded and broken but refuse to become one with God. Got to get one with him. In other words, don't get bitter in the process. That's what that means. Amen. When things ain't good, don't get bitter. Because, see, you can get mad. It's like this. Where's my my? This is a Amos 9. I don't see it. And then, you know, thinking that God is not a just God. You can get bitter in the process. Because, see, this is just a process of where God has taken us. And if you're not seeing it, you can get bitter. But God is saying, don't get bitter in the process. It's just a process. 
You know, God may take you through a lot of different things in this season. But the thing you have to remember is you're coming out. Amen. You are coming out. Amen. So prophesy the good news. Pour out. Amen. To the end time harvest. Because this is the time. Go to God broken. Let him know what you need. You know, desperation can get you a lot of things. Go out of desperation to God. See, what we do is we go in desperation to men. I need this. I need. I need. Mm -mm. Go to him. And then he'll have them come to you. You know it's God because he'll make people come to you. You don't have to ask them for anything. You don't have to tell them what you need. You let God tell them. And judge him faithful. He'll give you more than what you want. Amen. But we need to learn how to go in and shut the door. Shut out everybody else. Go into the secret place. And let God fix us. Amen. By pouring into us the healing oil, his wellness, his power, his authority, his anointing, the fullness of himself so we can share and bless others. Amen. I'm going to stop, but we're going to finish tomorrow. Amen. So, Father, we bless the people. Bless your word. Amen. And we thank and praise you. Hallelujah.